It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before, but you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. When was the last time you had really good Texas-style barbecue? Eric's Family Barbecue, the way it's supposed to taste. Never rushed and prepared to perfection using only 100% fresh meat, slowly smoked over mesquite wood until it's juicy and delicious. And right now, Eric's Family Barbecue is taking pre-orders for the big game on February 13th. Call or come in now to place your order. $100 minimum and pick up Sunday between 11 and 2. Deadline to order is February 10th. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet mesquite repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. This man needs medical attention. Holmberg's morning sickness. The old method of treatment for a person in this condition was to throw him in jail. Look at me. You're lower than a bastard. All right. Thank you, Daniel. There you go. Thank you, Weapon of Pride as well. There's your uh, theme song. And in the mix of that, uh, you heard the uh, Larry King. Is this Holmberg? Larry King was on. And uh, in my stupor last week, flipping through in the middle of the night, not sleeping and sleeping and not sleeping, and my odd schedule today because of pills, uh, I turn on the TV and there's Larry King. Larry King here for heart health. You like your heart today. I'm like, you're de- you've been dead for three years. There's an infomercial where Larry King, let's talk to someone about this. Staying healthy is an important way to keep a long life. They're like, he's, they're pretending he's hosting this show. He's selling something. And it's Larry King. And I'm like, you got to. You got to X this. You can't. It was cracked open multiple times. <laughs> well, for a- beyond that, I'm listening to Larry about heart health. If he was still alive, but once the guy dies, you can't sell health products. That's Larry King from Beyond the Grave. Uh, if you're interested in, okay. <laughs> if he knows he's dead, was that the only time? Was it? A, it no, it's, a- it runs every night at like 3 a.m. on uh, <laughs> on Comedy Central. Larry King, right before well, the that day, makes the, sense. The dirty uh, the vibrator show. It was like the Adam and Eve has Adam like an hour. Yeah, yeah. an hour of them selling vibrators and bunnies to people. Larry King, hi everyone. I know I died years ago, but what I always thought gut health was an important thing. Now I'm talking about it. Is this Holmberg? <laughs> Trust me on this. I'm the only one watching. But this infomercial, he's in the suspenders, and this guy's like, you know, Larry, we have this product, and I'm like, get a new spokesperson, spend some money. This this shows me you guys are broke. You still have the dead guy as your spokesman. It's Alex Trebek used to do a thing. He said, there's three things in real estate you need to know. Uh, location, location, location. And he, for reverse mortgage yeah. and like lending and all this other stuff. And it, the second he died, those went away. Because you don't want a dead man to give you advice on TV. That tells you the, the company. Like if I died in two years from now, hey, it's John Holbert for, you know, Shane Company. You'd be like, whoa, Shane Company's broke. <laughs> They didn't even get a new guy. They just let the dead dude keep doing it. It's weird. But yeah, watching Larry from Beyond the Grave talk about selling me stuff. That's the worst part. It's like not giving me advice from the grave. Listen, I learned something since I died, and it needs to go this way. Ah, secrets from the grave. I'd watch that. But no, just said 1995. I'm like, it's the same price? 
Larry can still give the price out? The company's been closed for years. They just still run the infomercial. <laughs> we got to fill 30 minutes, but Larry thinks pretty funny. Hey everybody, it's Larry here for AIDS Mints. Nothing will change the name or the flavor of AIDS Mints. That's a real thing. Look it up. Uh, in a couple of days, I was just reading about that. They just started to say, who's going to be nominated for this year's Academy Awards? Thursday morning, I guess, they're going to do the announcements and... That used to be fun. I, I watched a, a South Park, I think, I don't know what day it was, but the one with, I, it's a great episode about the smugness of people who own hybrid cars creating a smug cloud. Instead of smog, it's smug, and it's actually worse than because uh, it makes you only smell your own farts and love yourself too much. And then uh, it collides with George Clooney's uh, Oscar acceptance speech of 2006, where he actually says that if it weren't for Hollywood, nothing would have ever gotten done ever, and he's proud to be part of an academy that's you know, uh, t- you know, he actually takes credit for civil rights, George Clooney, in his speech. And, and yeah. so wow. Trey and Matt make fun That's of it. great. So I looked at that clip. I'm like, is that out of context? And it isn't. George Clooney's smug speech is ridiculous. And it's... What we do here. Yeah, what we do is I mean, we've always, we always think we're, you know, a bit off, but we're ahead of the curve. We were the ones talking about this before it was cool and talking about this. Because I'm proud to be part of this thing. I mean, we're... We're the ones like leading the way. And then, of course, not five years later, you find out that his career was built on the back of knowing a guy who just raped people like crazy. And the whole industry is just some crooked group of pedophiles and uh, head-turning criminals. And they've sucked the fun out of that. But I watched the Academy Awards uh, clip of George Clooney accepting that speech or uh, that award. And, you know, Nicole Kidman is the one who gives uh, the the nominees. And it's uh, him and. William Hurt and uh, Matt Dillon for uh, – it's, it's great. It's a great list of people, right? So you get this thing and you're like, man, this – and it was an event and it made me remember like, man, the Academy Awards used to be a thing. Like it was a – like the people would it's have big deal. parties. Yeah. Like Super Bowl-sized parties. Like this was a big thing and it is so dead in the water. The fun police of Hollywood have come and sucked the life out of entertainment. Because I looked, and it isn't even an age thing. I talked to other people. I'm like, what movies are going to be nominated? And I'm like, who cares? I'm like, you couldn't be more right. Yeah. You c- nobody cares. It's all Marvel movies are fun. The rest of them are for artists and weirdos. And you watch them on your own time whenever you feel like. There's no theater anymore. If you go to the theater, you're, you're whatever. Maybe it will be overtaken by the Golden Raspberry Awards. Which are more fun because they haven't taken the – they haven't sucked the life out of everything by telling everyone how to live their lives better instead of just saying, hey, that was a great movie. I feel great about my performance and it's all about, you know, if you guys don't understand what kind of trouble this nation is in. I'm like, you were I, – I, watching all those old game shows, especially the match game, those celebrities that come rolling in, there's some big names in there. Ed Asner, Betty White. You know, these are old 1970s, early 80s game shows. They can't spell one word correctly. Like, none of them can spell. And we put all these celebrities on a pedestal like there's something special. Top to bottom, I mean, Raymond Burr was on there on the match game. This dude was, you know, huge, oh, yeah. literally and figuratively, just a giant in the industry. And they kept calling him the legend Raymond Burr. That dude couldn't spell a word right if you, if you gave him, like, three of the letters. He couldn't do any of it. They're dumb. And we, for some reason, started to say how brilliant they were. And now they believe it. And I, I think that's been the big turnoff. The Oscars are dead. And proof that the Oscars are pretty darn dead. It used to be a big deal to host it. The host this year is Tracy Ellis Ross and Leslie Jordan. Who? 
Tracy Ellis Ross is Diana Ross's daughter. She's on Blackish. She's very good. Yep. She was in a movie uh, this last year. I don't think it was not. I didn't I don't know, know she was, was Diana Ross's daughter. Yeah, she's yeah. Diana Ross's daughter. And then uh, Leslie Jordan is the four foot eleven inch kind of gay old character actor. He's been in Hearts of Fire and Will, Will and Grace and uh, just TV shows. You'd so know him I, if you I, saw, I, I saw him. Okay. You know him if you saw him because he's. And I think he might be on uh, that new Mayim Bialik show. What's his name? Uh, Leslie Jordan. Uh, Jordan. He might be on the new Mayim Bialik. Call me Cat. I think he's the gay little helper on that show. Oh yeah, yeah. you know yeah, well, exactly. That's up, that's the reaction you get. Brady consume with Leslie Jordan. Oh, that guy. He's hosting the Oscars. Why? Because that, that's how gone it is. Not that he isn't, you know, a capable person to do his job, but is they he... did a extensive background check, and there's nothing that they could get any of these hosts. On. Well, that's the problem. Is yeah. <laughs> yeah, you needed a person of color, and you needed a gay. And they got that. They got Leslie Jordan. Plus, he's a little person, which has got to be their next movement. Everything's a goddamn movement or a a speech about like how stupid we are and how smart they are. And, and meanwhile, the one that everybody resonated with was when Ricky Gervais used to just say, "Hey, pedophiles! I know if somebody came by here and paid you and if, just light them up." Kinda yeah. had a production company. You guys would work there. So I don't want to hear your speeches about how I need to be a better person. And everybody's like, finally, the fun's back. And then they're like, we're hey, one of you. Ricky can't do it anymore. I honestly don't remember the last movie. I, I mean, I do. It was it was James Bond because I go see him all at the theater. But other yeah. than that, I can't tell you the last time I went to, 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 a, to a movie other than that. I didn't even see that one because they kill Bond. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, it's I can't even tell you what's in the theaters right now. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't either. Yeah. Like, I don't. That's how oh, you got Jackass forever. Right. And but is that a movie? Or is it something you can sit back no. and go, I'll get that at home. And that, yeah. that's that's just yeah. it for me. That's a, that's an at-home movie. Yeah, that's not one I no. go to the theater to see. I don't need right. the big screen of uh, Johnny Knoxville. I used Knoxville. to. I used to love going to the movies. I used yeah. to absolutely love it. And I just, uh, but it, it, and proof that, you know, they've kind of bastardized themselves right out of it. And then made us all not like them. Because the, the clips were neat. Like, you know, the nominees are. And then you put them in yeah. little boxes, and you're like, that was cool. I remember- And we, be able to guess, you know, having the- We had a party yeah. once yep. where there was hundreds of dollars getting thrown around, and we had these linear squares that you could buy for each thing. And then you just got stamped with a guy. You, you wrote a dude who was multiple nominee guy, and if you, it was, this, this guy had this board put together. Had to take him weeks. And it's like, all right, you just drew, you know, mine was Javier Bardem in a year that he went bananas, which is great. And then we did one in the 90s, and I had uh, William H. Macy, the year Fargo, was nominated, which is the first time everybody's kind of like, all these weird foreign, uh, you know, small movies are getting nominated, independent. And uh, this amazing situation with this, the boards up there, and you're, you got $100, you're riding, come on, come on, come on. And, you're, and it was fun. There was like 30 or 40 people at this party, and it was great. We drove to Palm Springs for an Oscars party once. Just because we knew, hey, this is an event. But now, like, I don't even know that you could. I, when was the last time you watched the Oscars? And other than to just be in the know for this show, maybe. No, I mean, I don't they, even do that anymore. No, it's I'll, I'll read it online. Same. All right, there's who won. Good. Yeah. Well, if LeBron James was is nominated that? for a Space Jam a new, <laughs> yeah. new Legacy. Yeah, he will be. He's got Razzies for it. But yeah, it's just uh, they have sucked the fun out of that, oh, yeah. and the Olympics too. Trying to watch the Olympics, but man, is that a tough slog. I think they put them on a mountain that wasn't meant for skiing, by the way, because I watched about five people just wipe out yesterday, and I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to ski this one. I think this is kind of like, 
this is more of a free fall than it is a ski jump. Uh, it's you're these. They're these, more about trying to. Uh, they definitely are trying to give you the experience with all the new cameras yeah. and technology that they have. But then the actual race happens. They're going faster. Yeah. They're wiping so out. The person that I want to give all the awards to is on the snowboard. Uh, there's a snowboard downhill where there's jumps and tricks and stuff. Yeah. So they'll go downhill and they'll hit a ramp, do a couple flips, land on a thing, and then they do another ramp and land on that thing. And it's all the way downhill. So they start off, they kind of fall onto a rail. It goes straight downhill. They're going straight down a mountain. And then I'm watching. I'm like, that's amazing. And then I'm sitting there thinking, well, they have a drone following that person? No. It's a dude. Another person going along Snowboarding alongside. behind him. He doesn't do any of the tricks, but he just follows them. And you see his shadow every once in a while with the stick and the GoPro on the end of it. And each one of them has that. Yep. I, I, NBC's got a bunch of those. And they're just following him down the hill. And I'm like, that dude's the gold medalist because he didn't F up once. And he, he doesn't know where that person's going to go. I'm like, are you going to follow him up this hill? We'll do the same jump. But it's a jump. They still have to take a part oh, of the jump. Real. Well, yeah. they take the whole thing. They just don't have to do any of the twisting and flipping. Like, that's the dude I want to watch. That's impressive because he's got a job to do. Yeah. Yeah, the Olympics are a tough one right now. Very hard. Well, it's showing a little bit. Nobody's watching it. Speaking of the Razzies, uh, your boy LeBron has been nominated for Worst Actor, too. Yeah. So. Well, because that's the movie that pretty much destroyed the theaters. Bruce Willis, eight nominations. And he, since he got so many... He has his own category this year, yeah. which is uh, worst performance by Bruce Willis. <laughs> it is, yeah, worst performance yeah, by that's Bruce awesome. Willis. Yeah, it's the worst performance by Bruce Willis category, and there's eight things he's done, all of them bad. Diana, the musical, got nine nominations, which I didn't realize was on Broadway and made into a movie, and both were bad. I don't heard of either. It only lasted it lasted on Broadway for like twenty five days. Then they have a category: worst remake, ripoff, or sequel. And uh, Space, Space Jam. Jam's in yeah, there, Tom absolutely. and Jerry. Seems the Woman in the Window, which is a ripoff of Rear Window. Yes, terrible. It's a uh, um, the Razzies are the fun thing, yeah, because the majority movies suck. Like, are the are the Razzies bad. televised? I mean, like on, oh. online or anything? Or no, the only oh. time they ever get kind of a pop is because well, maybe online they are, but the only time they ever get kind of a pop is when one of the celebrities showed up. I remember Bill Cosby before everybody hated him showed up for Leonard Part Six. And the fun part was he'd be like, and the winner is uh, Bill Cosby, but a worst actor. And he's walking to the stage, didn't have any stairs. So he had to climb up onto the stage, like with his arms. It was, it was really funny. And Sandra Bullock showed up a couple of times for her Razzies. And the one that's going to win next year, though, if you put, have you seen the premise for the new JLo movie with Owen Wilson? No. Marry Me? I, did not see the. I saw the. You seen the, the poster. movie? Yeah. Okay, so marry me is like this woman has made. She's an icon somehow. Yeah, and if you look at the movies that she's been, in, she hasn't been in any good movies, ever. Like her first movie was kind of that accident that she was with George Clooney. I forget what it was, but it was uh, out of sight. It was pretty good. She was okay in it. Um, mainly because it felt like her and Clooney were actually probably good banging. chemistry. Yeah, they, they, good chemistry. They were, I think they were probably. F- during that filming because there was a lot of heat on Good that. on him. I'm proud of him. That yeah. was He got her before everybody else did. She's made nothing but bad decisions as a, a woman who, for the last 20-plus years, could have had any job she wanted. Like, J-Lo is a name. If she says, hey, I want that, she's getting it. Selena was like the only thing she did that everybody's like, okay, this one's got some hope. E- ever since then, nothing. So this new movie, Marry Me, you know what it's about? She's a superstar singer. 
She's got a superstar boyfriend and a superstar lifestyle. It's an amazing lifestyle. Her boyfriend starts acting like a superstar. Starts having, you know, other girls at the house. Enjoying partying the a little. Yeah, he's doing a little Hollywood thing. And she's just like, I can't believe that this is the life I... And she's on stage and she has a breakdown. And there's the Butterscotch Stallion in the front row of her concert with a sign that says, marry me. And she goes, yes. Come on. Yeah. And so they get married. Come on, Bubba Ganoush. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Wow. 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 We're getting married. Wow. Okay. I had no idea. All right. So he's, he marries her, and then we're supposed to sit back as men. And the best thing about theaters not being a thing anymore and streaming being the option is that dudes don't have to go to these to get laid anymore. Because <laughs> that is the worst idea for a movie. I remember we were making fun of that uh, fat girl with a fastback at the oh, yeah. Suns game for oh, yeah. the Ish Wainwright marry me. Can you imagine if Ish Wainwright in the middle of the Suns game, well, hold up, hold up. I do. <laughs> what? It's just answering her sign with a yes? It's I, <laughs> ridiculous. It's the worst premise I've ever seen. And it's like, but it's a dream thing. She won the lottery, man. It used to be a deal breaker. It used to be such a great, like people under the age of 25 don't understand how easy it was to get out of something with a girl or recognize crazy. When you went down the, the movie page and she picked something out and you're like, oh no, she's one of these. She's an I love love girl. And she'd watch those terrible movies or anybody that says, I want to watch Marry Me. Oh, you knew not to go out with her. Like the, the warning, the red flags were everywhere that she they're, had this strangeness. Kind of, and that premise has always been throughout Hollywood when I think of other movies, like the Hugh Grant with, uh, mm. you know, where he's Julia the nobody, Roberts, Julia Notting, Roberts. Notting Hill. And then Julia Roberts was in another one with John Cusack where they were superstars. Right. And their assistants end up... They fall know, in love with yeah. the, every Joe. Because that's what Hollywood act, actors yep. think of themselves. It's like, we're such a big deal. Imagine, but this one is such a ridiculous right, But they stretch. say, that, like, the premise is basically, imagine if one of us yep. married one of you. It Ugh. can happen. Uh, it's, 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 no, it can't. <laughs> that's why it's a movie. It's like, it'll never occur. Why would I marry Brett Vesley <laughs> if I'm J-Lo? Not happening. And when sometimes it looks like it does, you're like, I... You haven't heard of this guy. He's like a producer. Or oh, he's got right. some heat. Yeah. yeah. The dude just doesn't show up. They don't randomly up. meet. It's rare. They met on set. Or they knew each other way before the one got famous, and that's not going to work out either. Because that uh, Margot Robbie married a guy, and you look at him, you're like, what happened here? It turns out he's got some cake. And then, oh, I see. You know, oh, whew, yeah, exactly. That explains it. All right, good. Dua Lipa was with a guy from a band called Lanny. Pretty good band now. But they're uh, when they were equally yoked... It was working just fine when she took off and he, and he wrote all his albums are about like, God damn it. I miss her. And all hers are like F you. And she started dating that, uh, Hadid kid. He's got billions of dollars. And it's like, Oh, she, I see you take that class step up and then you get further and further away from the idea of meeting the coffee house barista and Dua Lipa falls in love with, you know, Brady. Cause they met at the mall. Oops. <laughs> But that's this marry me premise. It's the single worst idea for. But, but that used to be a huge red flag. Like I had to tell her I don't want to see her anymore. Why, dude? She was like all in on marry me. The, like, won't she marry? No, no, no. The movie. Like, she wanted. She was a J Lo, like rom com super fan. Anybody that liked Goldie Hawn's daughter, Kate Hudson, outside of Almost Famous, was a no go personality. Zero. Movies used to break down people. 
like in a second. Like what favorite? What's your favorite movie? And ask a girl, and she'd rattle off a couple of Kate Hudson movies and maybe a J Lo, and you're like, she's out. Like she might be the hottest girl in the world. She's good for a bang, but I'm not keeping that one around because she's just nuts. I told you I made that mistake with uh, Little Nicky. Oh yeah, uh, you that married should've, that. Should have been out. I should have been. Oh god, damn you it. married someone uh, that told you that Little Nicky was good. Yeah. Oof. You're bad. It I know. ended up it being a deal me. breaker. I, I take You're bad. Well, it one. wasn't a deal breaker until it was. <laughs> I should have taken like, full heat on We that all, one. had we known early on, I'd have pulled you aside and said, hey, <laughs> look, I know that you look great in the tux and she's a beautiful girl, but uh, you need to step away. This can't work. That's going to come oh, back yeah. and get oh, you. Yeah. This can't live. Little Nikki as your favorite. Like you, I, Ronnie told me, like, I, I commend you. Ronnie's movie taste is terrible. And you trudge right through. Those are those rose-colored glasses, which I love on you. Is it, you know? We, we watch movies in different rooms. We've worked it out. Now. See, that's yeah, the yeah, beauty yeah. of streaming. Right, yeah. When it, it used to be the theater, it used to be We a try to team different. up every now and then, but, It's you impossible. Know, She's got far terrible between. taste, and you don't want to sit with somebody that doesn't get it. I try to pick one out on the Hallmark Channel every now and then that I'm... Yeah, I, I don't know why you would do that. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. So did, did you used to get roped into going to all the chick movies, like uh, The no. Notebook no, and all never, that kind of stuff? She wasn't... Uh, she doesn't like notebook. that. Those movies are actually good compared to what Ronnie likes. Oh, what? what? But I'll never, I'll, I'll never let oh. her off the butterfly effect, ever. One of the worst movies ever made. We walked out of the theater and she goes, I don't know what you guys are complaining about. That wasn't so bad. Like, <laughs> and I told you in the party, like, you need to go. You need to go. This is a deal break. This is one of them deal-breaking movies. I'm too deep into it, bro. Mm-hmm. can't. She's... Got her hooks in, bro. I got to deal with this. Oh, you're going to regret every someday. This is going to kill you, man. Little Nikki, though. And that was revealed early. Yes, it was. Uh, that, again, that is your fault. Yep, absolutely. 100%. Your I fault. take it. Yeah, you fell for the the, the poon out, yeah. outweighed the never again the movie thing. What? And, and we've talked about this, but Medea's movie tastes are good. Very good. Yeah, yeah. but that was, yeah. those were questions ahead of time. Early, like, yeah, early on. Absolutely. What's your favorite movie? Isn't small talk to it? No, guy. that is a that is a hard hitting. Nope. You better answer this pretty right question. Megan's answer to that way back in the day was Anchorman. And like that movie's like eight months old. I don't think maybe a year old. It's your favorite movie ever. I like it. I'm like, all right, I'll give you that. Not much of a memory on this one, but still, that's pretty solid. She picked a good one in the last year or so. She never really had the watch tons of movies as a kid thing. Yeah. She's got good movie taste, though. She doesn't like a lot of bad things, which is good. Because you've got to mold that. You need to watch some good stuff. I watch dove this. into something really bad yesterday. It only lasted 20 minutes. You And you got to okay. give you a taste. This, the most recent Sandler, Netflix, The Coach. Oh, the Kevin James. You lost the Kevin James. Sandler. <laughs> but no. you saw the trailer on oh, it yeah. or whatever. Oh, yeah. and I, so I, I dove in. Oh my gosh! It's got to be terrible, <laughs> and it's just classic. The same, yeah. Oh, it's, uh, it's. I'll watch it because I worth hate watch into. all Sandler. I can't believe Adam Sandler has hundreds of millions of dollars based on the limited talent he's provided. He just keeps spewing out nonsense, and I don't know who keeps eating it. But they, let's me and you keep hate watching <laughs> it. The one that wasn't too bad was that Uncut Gems because he wasn't Sandler. He didn't write it. He wasn't Sandler, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that wasn't bad. He, yeah, he, that wasn't bad. He did not write it. I'm okay with it. He was pretty good in that uh, uh, the comedy. The, he was a comedian. He was dying of cancer. Oh yeah, it was a Judd Apatow movie, so it was way too long. Right, but it was. He was good with Seth Rogen. Yeah. yeah, and he wasn't. He was a character. He wasn't playing. You know, you didn't get the the fart snort. Sneeze, fart, and burp at the same time, or the burp snort, or whatever they <laughs> yeah. called it. 
Like, that's the comedy. And I feel bad when Shaquille Neal's up there because I'm like, you're an actual funny person. Why are you hanging out with Adam Sandler's group? They're not funny people. <laughs> and Kevin James being Sean Payton, they're Have just. you watched that? I haven't he watched did. that. They're I not did. Even I got about 20 minutes into it. They're not even trying to give the audience a second of, like, we tried. Based on a true story. It's the laziest casting. And I'm bored. Hey, Kevin, you want to play Sean Payton? Sure. Do I need makeup? Nah, close enough. Let's get out there. It used to be you had to try. And now, nothing. You don't even have to give an effort anymore. But, yeah, I, the movie, the Oscar's coming out. And I like that little Leslie Jordan. I think he's funny. But hosting the Oscars, that used to be Bob Hope, Johnny Carson, Chris Rock, David Letterman. Uh, and it kind of dwindled into some, uh, let's try to, you know, John Stewart, I didn't think it was terrible. Everybody went nuts on that one. And Billy Crystal was amazing. And I Gervais think the, was still I, the best, though. Who? Gervais. Oh, but that was a golden yeah. globe, though. Oh, they didn't yeah, let him do the Oscars. Good. They wouldn't let him touch the Oscars because <laughs> he would have had a he, field it's day. A, it's too hoity-toity. And that's about the time when Ricky would have been able to do it would have been when they started getting so full of themselves about political speeches and all that, which is why when he got to the Golden Globes, he's like, all right, enough, enough, everyone. Don't. Are you going to storm it tonight, boy? Love to hear about the environment some more. And he just goes crazy on them, <laughs> which I love. Uh, but, yeah, the, I don't even know what movies are going to be nominated. They, they rattled off a couple. I'm like, I haven't even heard of it. And I'm in the know. Like, I follow stuff. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Oh, it's about a deaf guy. And evidently the deaf guy lives here in Arizona. It's like, okay. That's a movie? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a movie about deaf people, a uh, okay. deaf dude who, uh, deaf dad. Uh, it's supposed to be good, but I haven't heard of it. I don't know how you hear Mark about Mark Wahlberg? It. Deaf dad? <laughs> no, Can I tell no. Uh-uh. no, not deaf dad. Oh. Like most deaf dad. <laughs> No, almost mostly D-F, dad, D-E-A-F. Yeah, it's tough now with all the urban slang Brady knows to have a movie about deaf people and not have him go dressed up like uh, D-O-C <laughs> and show up. Uh, and also, oh, don't forget, though, we will have a party because I mentioned that the Oscars are like the Super Bowl, but we're having a Super Bowl party on Sunday, and it's great. It's going to be out there at CB Live up in uh, Scottsdale. You know where that is at this point. It's at Desert Ridge. We'll be up there uh, for the Super Bowl, the Rams and Bungles game, uh, just serving up all the delicious stuff. Brady wants to make it a Bengals party. Rams people, you're welcome to crash. Anybody's welcome to go. I don't know any Rams fans. I know Bungle people will show up and act like they've been doing this for years. Yeah. You've been nowhere for yeah. – but good for you. Good for you. You're – T.J. Hushmanzada sent that 86-year-old dude to the to the Super Bowl. Oh, no kidding? Yeah, because he was crying. His grandfather crying on, on his Twitter account. Or actually on his... Begging? No, he wasn't. His granddaughter was. Uh-huh. And so T.J. Hushmanzada saw it and said, let me get this guy's phone number or whatever. So he sent him. So T.J. Hushmanzada gave a guy tickets to the... Yep. Well, that's pretty nice. Because no normal people are going right. to that. You got a better chance of marrying J.Lo with a sign than you do going to the Super Bowl this year as an average Joe. <laughs> Unless you get on Twitter and start telling people you got right. cancer. It's not a bad idea. But uh, Brady wants to make it a Bengals party because he's a Bengals guy. So if you're a Bengal fan, have to? this is the party no, for you. No, I don't have to be. No, 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 come no, on no, no, no. Yeah. Bengals yeah, yeah. party. Brady. Yeah, celebrate your, your What's wrong with you? <laughs> what are you? I'm nervous, man. Well, about what? Have a Bengals super party, you idiot. All right, yeah. Why do you want to mingle around I celebrated my team's win at Porkopolis. You think if my Steelers are in it and I couldn't go anywhere and we're hosting this party? That I'm going to say, all right, everybody's welcome. I'm like, no, it's going to be miserable. I want only Steeler fans. In fact, I'll turn you away at the door if you're not. You're not as adamant about the Bengals as I am the Steelers, but you're like, oh, no, anybody can come. Well, then let's just let's dress you up in a Ram outfit then. Oh, no, I didn't well, say. You're pretty much being a nice you guy kind of did. I know. Knock it off. 
This is a Bengals party because we got a Bengals fan involved. Toledo, you'll be a Bengals fan. You hate the Rams. Oh, I hate the Rams. Yeah, they're in your division. You and I don't care. Don't care. And I'm, t- I'm please stop hitting me up with that. It's the NFC West, man. You gotta, you gotta support. Yeah. No, no, I don't. I'm just happy. Next season in that Look, first game, no. I hate that the Bengals are in the Super Bowl because they're in the division. Right. But I love how much it's hurting the Browns. It's just and the greatest thing good. in the world. Because I hate the Browns. I love seeing the Look, 49ers lose. The Browns are, I hate the Browns that much more, huh? This is no offense to the Bengals and their fans. <laughs> They're kind of a... Dopey? We don't need them organization. <laughs> like, they don't really count. Like, Browns are the Bengals. The Browns set up the... The family Browns set I up know, the whole league. That's why. They're kind of just a... An offshoot of oh, the Browns. God. Yeah, they are. They're almost he got this, a, they're he got a sequel. The yeah, they're Cannonball Run Two, is what they are. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, man. Yeah, you, wow, you, that doesn't you hurt. Got it. It's, it's, it's not a classic. It's like, it's- hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. <laughs> it's it's the bad version of the bad thing. Damn it. Yeah. So it's like, all right, Bengals, cute. Go do your thing. We're letting you go. Nobody really cares that the Bengals are in there. The Browns are the heritage franchise. They're the big one. And then it's killing the Browns that the Bengals are there, which is enough for me with the Schoidenfreide, Frudenschoide, Freidenschoide of saying, ah, this is great. What what hurts my enemy is better than helping my friend. So I don't like the Bengals, I don't, but I don't care about the Bengals. They're an also-ran. Even in the Super Bowl, they're kind of a, all right, go get your little Super Bowl trophy. Have fun. Let's play pretend you guys matter for a minute. Fun, cute. Like Just when, get one. Like, Just get one. It's almost like when they give a sick kid an award, like a fake academy, where they let that Batman boy run around San Francisco, pretend he's Batman for a day. It's like, okay. <laughs> all right, now go back to wherever you guys are in Knoxville or whatever city in Tennessee you're close to. Or Covington. Kentucky. And get out of here. Uh, they're playing. Uh, they're playing in the big stage. Yeah, which is weird. Uh, but yeah, so it makes the Browns hurt more. So I'm rooting for the Bengals because I just I'm going to look around. I don't care about Bengals fans being happy. Their life expectancy is like 48 years old. There's no way they're going to be around long enough to see two championships. Uh, but it makes Browns fans just suicidal, and that is where my joy is. My joy lives in Cleveland Browns fans. Like sitting there with the edge of the razor on their wrist going, I don't know, I don't know. And then their big fat wife knocks on the door and goes, everything okay in there? And that's what saves them. <laughs> and they got to go back out and have sex with that. <laughs> Being a Browns fan's got to be terrible. <laughs> oh, I love it. You're so useless to the planet. So thanks to the Bengals for making that a dream. But we'll have a big Bengals party. Because I'm a Bengals fan, too, this weekend. Go get them, Bengals. Don't care about the Rams. Don't care about the Bungles. This might as well be a, a Glasgow Rangers versus Heart of Midlothian game. I don't care who wins this thing. I, by the way, I ordered a couple of jerseys for uh, the greatest team I've never known about until Sunday, which is the Scottish soccer team called Heart of Midlothian. <laughs> what? what? The Hearts. Heart of Midlothian. That's not a J.R.R. Tolkien thing? Nope, Scottish Premier League. 
these guys are coming around the corner in Heart of Midlothian. And I'm like, Heart of Midlothian? That's, is that a guy's name? And, and that's not an oxymoron, the Scottish Premier League? <laughs> it is. No, they're very good. Team colors? Red? Uh, maroon. Maroon, okay. Yeah, they wear the they wear the burgundy. Did you ask Thomas Wells about this team? I did. Did you? Like, oh, that's a waste of time. It's either you're a Glasgow Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of them Celtic. So in the like seventy-eight year history of the Scottish professional soccer, nine teams have won the championship uh, collectively sixteen different times. So nine different teams have won sixteen times. The other championships have either been the Rangers or Celtic. So they each have like forty, <laughs> and then the others are like, well, we've split it sixteen times. Hodgman Lothian, not one of them. <laughs> They lost five. They're nothing. waiting for lost five nothing to the Rangers. By the way, if you take a look at the standings, Celtic lead the Rangers by one game. Everyone else at least nine back. <laughs> and then there's another one called like Hamilton of Academia. Oh, these are great teams. <laughs> but I had to get Heart of Midlothian jerseys, kits as they say. Did a British commentator. That's Scottish soccer at its best, don't you think? And then some guy goes, "Hey, this happens often. Just get up and dress up and get inside." Like what in the world is that guy saying? He was in full Scottish. I had to get that. Anyway, we'll have that party up there Sunday uh, for the for the Super Bowl at CB Live. And then maybe if the Heart of Midlothian are on, we'll put it on a small screen for some other people who are like me and just are like, is it over yet? Are the Browns fans suicidal? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be pissed off at the Bengals. That's the only time I'll be like, like really up and angry about the Bengals is if they lose this thing and Browns fans will be like, phew. It's like you left the Browns off the hook again. Being in your third Super Bowl, and you just do what the the Browns would have done, which is lose them all. You're no better than them. You just keep three years. Every 30 years you get there, and you crap the bed, and Browns fans are like, still don't have any Super Bowls, and they're right. Go get one, Bengals. The whole division will just be littered with trophies outside of that dumpy Cleveland Stadium. I think the I think the Madden situa- or simulation has them winning this year. The Bengals? Yeah. Fantastic. I hope that Madden simulation's right. Our I Matt, think it's only been wrong like twice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Are Matt and Joel going to have a big vat of uh, Skyline for Brady and uh, all the Bengals oh, fans? Don't say vat. Vat. <laughs> yeah. And here's the deal. Oh. To keep you it off. Th- that smell out there I'll was bad. This. To keep it authentic, <laughs> no utensils. Just dig in yes, with your sir. hands. Yes, just, like, just like your home in Cincinnati, pigs. Into both pots. The spaghetti pot oh, just, and the chili Oh, yeah, pot. you can make your own. Just a handful of spaghetti, a handful of chili, and you put them in your bowl, and then you spit <laughs> cheese all over Hoorah. it. Hoorah. <laughs> you... you Check your blood pressure. You take off your CPAP and you start to eat. Go get them, Natty. You don't need that stuff. That's a waste of time. The CPAP and the- I, I will. I'll do this. Yeah, it is a waste of time. You're not going to last. Those things are going to help you. Uh, I want to see. I, I got money on the first person that picks a scab. Like that's what I think is going to happen. Oh. They're from Cincinnati. It's oh. it's Kentucky, Brett. Oh. First person in a pair of jean shorts that picks a scab off their leg, and we have we have somebody like dabbing blood off with a napkin, and then using it for their chili mouth. Because <laughs> oh. that's what happens in Ohio. Come on out! Ugh. I got bit by a whole load of chickens last summer, and them's just not healing. You got to start playing with it. Picking off all those. <laughs> Just firing them off, just blood. Hey, get blood trickling down your gigantic calf from hauling that belly around. Huh? All right. And he just wipes up that blood, <laughs> then his mouth. Is there any more left of that of that skinny? Yeah, you go get that bungle <laughs> fan. Hey, love the Esiason jersey. Icky <laughs> shuffle for a bowl of chili. Oh, they'll do it. And they'll drop dead. That's way too much exercise. But anyway, hey, bungle fan, we're looking for you. Come on out and make them brown sad Sunday.
Uh, and then I got a bunch of texts yesterday. My phone lit up. Oh, you're going to hit this. This dude's like you. I'm like, what? Uh, it is a, a great. Hang on a second. This is a great story. Let me get it. Is this right. your Mark Lai? Mark Lai. He is an XM, serious XM golf analyst. Now, there's nothing. He, he was a golfer. Pretty yeah, good yeah, one, good right? golfer. Yeah, yeah for a while. Top five at PGA Augusta, guy. I think. He's had a few wins or yeah. close calls. I don't know if I he's ever won, won once. But, he uh, won once. Serious XM golf. Now I'll tell you one one of the hardest jobs in the world is uh, golf commentator on the radio. And he calls him live. He calls him oh. on like he is a wow. golf guy. On and I, the only harder job than that is guy listening to golf on the radio. That that should you should get paid for that. If you listen to golf on the radio, have you done it? Listened to golf on the radio? You mean the actual event yes. going on? No, I haven't. Oh, it's just un. Balls in the air. It's a nice flight, and that's going to land right in the center of the fairway. We send it on out to Mark Lai, standing about 175 from us. He's got an eight iron, and it looks good. <laughs> it's like it's all boring. The only Horrible. one to listen to would be here, because at least you get the crowd involvement, wouldn't you? Well, you don't want to listen. If, look, how into it are you that you're I, not I, there I know, or not yeah. at home watching it? You're listening to golf on the radio. Kill yourself. <laughs> uh, Mark Lai is a former PGA Tour winner. He's a commentator for SiriusXM PGA Tour uh, radio host. He's done some stuff. Uh, he is no longer going to be allowed to do his job. He's been fired or he's been let go. <laughs> Uh, and an email from golf.com, SiriusXM spokesman confirmed he will no longer be hosting. He's 69 years old. His comments uh, that got him fired came on Saturday's episode of a thing called The Scorecard in a discussion about the LPGA, Ladies Professional Golf Association. 59 seconds of the conversation were included. It said, you know, the LP, this is what he said, the LPGA tour to me is completely different than it was 10 years ago. You used to show it. You couldn't pay me to watch. You really couldn't. I just couldn't relate to it at all. It's like, you know, if you're a basketball player, and I'm not trashing anybody, don't take it the wrong way, which is the best thing to lead in with this. But I saw some highlights of ladies' basketball. Man, is there a gun in the house? I'd rather shoot myself than watch that. (laughs) I said, you know, I love watching men's basketball. I love watching men's golf, and I never used to watch a ladies' golf. But I will tell you this. I've been up close watching these ladies play. And I have a uh, big function every year called the Lucas Cup. And these LPGA players and PGA Tour players are great. Uh, and I want them out there. At this point, the co-host said, well, good luck getting those WNBA stars to come out to your event. And he goes, yeah, I'm off their list, I'm sure. Sorry. Fired. Because he doesn't like the WNBA to the point where it makes him suicidal. And I would like to say, me too. If that, if that gets you fired... <laughs> Uh, let, let's start the let's start the dominoes and say that ninety five percent of the entire population hates the WNBA. You should be allowed to say you don't like it without losing your job. Now, devil's advocate, making light of suicide. No, that's hilarious. The best part <laughs> of it all the time. <laughs> Crazy funny that that would drive you to suicide. That's funny. Yeah, like that something that stupid would make. I just I'd rather not live on this planet anymore than know this exists. <laughs> That's just hilarious. That's the funny part of the joke is the making fun of suicide. It's so absurd. Nobody acts. If you killed yourself because the WNBA existed, man, that's a hate I don't understand. And I've got a lot of it for the WNBA. But he does comment on he is a sports commentator and they have to play it real. He knows the game. Like I always say, you knew drugs were illegal as stupid as you thought it was. Carrying pot used to be illegal. 
you got busted, you can't bitch that it shouldn't be illegal. It just was, and you knew that. His rule was, I can't really disparage sports, women, men, That's or otherwise. how little he thought about that game. Exactly. And, and, his tr- and his truth came out. And as much as everybody keeps saying, we want truths spoken, we want people to be open and honest in whatever they really are, that couldn't be further from the f- truth if you threw a boomerang and just ran away. It's nobody really wants the true like you out. Like, oh, this dude just finally kind of said, ah, that's the worst thing in the world and I hate it. And that'll get you fired nowadays. But I want to stand behind Mark Lye and say, although I've never been suicidal, I thought about killing other people when I watched the WWE. <laughs> He's right. And highlights? That was the funniest thing he said. There's highlights from the WNBA? Never seen one. So the game, uh, I think it was Jacksonville this year or whatever, where they – or no, it was the Giants, where Joe Judge ran the quarterback from the four-yard line with yeah. uh, with like third and Dove. six. Yeah. And the commentators, both in New York and during the game, yeah. that said that's the worst play I've ever seen, you know, things like that. Right. I know it's not quite the same, but right. you can't – you can comment critically about that, but you can't comment critically about other things. You can say out loud – I absolutely hate men's basketball. The, the NBA sucks. Uh, I'd rather kill myself than watch that, and nobody's going to say a thing. You say I've it about people women. say that about baseball. Lately. Oh, I, it's, it's suicide. I, I feel that way about right. baseball now. I mean, you look at the major leagues, like right Home now. Like, oh, I'll tell you what: the way they've ruined this game. Len Casper used to say it about. He calls a game. I, I you know, I, if it if it goes past nine innings, I got a noose all wrapped up. If you don't stop me, I'm going in. <laughs> It's boring, and, I, and you can say it all you want. It's in the fairness, you know, we want all to be equal. Nothing about any of this is equal. The dude made a comment. All of a sudden, you have to like women's sports, and if you don't, you hate all things women, and that couldn't be further from the truth. I hate women's basketball. I don't hate women. I hate, and let me be as clear as I can about it, hate women's basketball. It is unwatchable for me. And that's all we're, we should be allowed to say it. I think yeah. it is – I think the, they're unsellable. I think the product looks terrible. I think it's ugly, not visually like, you know, from a beauty perspective, but I mean as far as the no. game of basketball is played. <laughs> and most no. of the time that's true too. <laughs> but that's not why I'm watching basketball. Right. So I'm watching for the, the game to be played well. The Suns had a play last night against the Bulls where the ball got passed six times in the half court. And Eddie Johnson says, oh, oh, oh. That's beautiful. And he just he sunk. And I was saying the same thing. That's perfect basketball. Like you're watching the glory of the game played correctly. Never in the history of the WNBA have I ever watched it played quick and crisp and fun. And it's just, it's a slow pile of crap. So we should be allowed to hate things. That's one thing about everybody saying, oh, I want the truth and I want everybody to be themselves and be who you really are. And Lizzo going around in her big fat campaign and saying, you look beautiful no matter what. Hasn't anybody told you you're special? This false arrogance that everybody has to love you or they're awful is wrong. I hate the WNBA. I hate that Mark Lye got fired from commentating on golf when what he was saying was, hey, 10 years ago, I hated the LPGA. It's good now. And that's what that's people, what's lost. keep forgetting is he was glorifying the LPGA. Right. And then everybody's trying to come out. Well, because I thought at first when you were talking about it, when he was talking about the LPGA 10 years ago, I thought it, it was going to take a turn, a turn like, against them. Well, I thought it was going to be um, – he was going to comment something about the Asian effect of the LPGA. Oh, well, you got to be careful with that. Exactly. That's, That's where I thought he was getting in trouble. But then, nope. you know, at the same time, he's talking about golf. And and like you said, 
you know how the game's played. If you're keeping a golf, no reason to bring something else in. If it's your opinion, right? What does that have to do with it? It's another sport. If you but don't, he wasn't on the golf course. He was on a podcast. Yeah, and that he should be allowed. Asked questions. He should be able to do whatever he wants. Yeah. He wasn't being racist. Well, he's doing I mean, what he was hired to do, which is comment about the game. Right. And, and then basically said, I, I kind of came around with the LPGA. I grew from that, I, I guess. And it has nothing to do with, uh, like, he's watching these people and he's sitting back going, these women are, are, are collectively really good at golf now. It used to be one or two were good, and the rest of them were just flopping all over. You and I used to watch and laugh. I remember we were at a restaurant once watching. Watch this me. was 15, 16 years ago, yeah. and it was Annika Sorenstrom, and she's running away with every tournament because she was the only one that was good. The only one that was any good. Yep. And the rest of them are chunking, and it's. And I'm like, we do this, Brady. Why is this on TV? This is embarrassing. Yeah. And now there's 30 or 40 that you're like, these, they They're can all good. play. Like the, and tennis is the same. It's yep. not all women's sports. I'd rather watch women's tennis. I've said it a million Paige times. Paige Spiranak helps. Paige is definitely not – I'm not watching her golf. Yeah, she's not on the well, tour. You sure you oh, she golfs on her Instagram. <laughs> I watch her she, on her she Instagram. She hits into a net. <laughs> yeah, she knows yeah. why she's popular, and but she's great. That doesn't help the uh, LPGA necessarily. No. But. Yeah. Oh, the Oscar nominations came out this morning. I thought it was Thursday. Oh, they did? Yeah, just oh. started getting them. Anyway, or maybe they could – yeah. Either way. Uh, yeah, it says to me that you know we're 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 getting to a dangerous level of you have to like it or else. And that Lizzo thing that came out this weekend Ugh. is all you know what it is Man. too. It's her she got a new album out, so she posed nude, this gigantic body. And I, I look, Barbie was healthier for your kids than Lizzo. <laughs> I, I hate to break it to you. You can be mad at Barbie and skinny models all day long. She was healthier than your kids, and you know she poses nude, and she is. Disgusting. In a, in a horrible state of physical uh, whatever that is. I don't know what's going on. Hey, you can call it what you want. I don't have to think it's beautiful. You can. I don't. And I think it's, you know, if, if it's the opposite of perpetuating an unhealthy lifestyle because you're too skinny, then it's no different to me. It's the exact same thing. Barbie was no more dangerous than this is for your for your kid to, to look up to. And But the, at the end of her commercial, there's a dude dressed as a woman – and the whole thing is like, if nobody's told you you're special today, let me do it. You're special, right? And at the end, he looks at his computer and he goes, somebody just told me I look beautiful. And they're right. And I'm like, wow, this is a whole nation of people who are now arrogant for no reason and vain and disgusting. And that used to be a character flaw, to be proud of yourself to the point where somebody gives you a compliment and you're like, damn, right. Instead of being able to just take a compliment going, thank you. And feeling okay about it. Now you have to like stamp it with an exclamation point about how great you actually do look, uh, because now you're a vain dickhead. It's you know when somebody says you're great, you're supposed to just say thank you. I know you guys don't get that a lot, but I have to deal with that all the time. <laughs> and when you hear you're great, it's like oh geez, gosh, really? You have to humility is gone. And what happened to shame and? Whatever, but if you look at those Lizzo pictures and you say, "My daughter's in better in a better world now because you can, you can attain that body style. That's easy. Like you can get to the the giant body style. That's a simple thing to do. There's nothing. There's nothing you can't. Like I could do that starting today. Working to look yeah, to look great is harder. I know, but there are. I mean, I guess you know. On the other side, there are people that think sure. Lizzo is beautiful. But, but again, her, I mean, and, and if she hears that. 
the, the and all of a sudden, like you said, you hear it uh, a lot. Anyone you start hearing it a lot of times, over and over. Sure, you start the purpose thinking that of saying someone like Lizzo is beautiful publicly is to combat the years and years of the Barbie doll being an unhealthy representation of a body style. That's why it's it's the pendulum has swung so and far do you, do the you other think way. The Barbie doll was that way. I, I personally have an argument to say that I think that I never it, thought it was. It, it did it perpetuate what a beauty standard was. Yes. Did it get helped out by parents, peers, and everything else? Yes. Did it get helped out by society saying this is what beauty looks like? So yeah. If you start making it the other way, and and what you're saying, you were worried about. Was it's an unattainable, unachievable life to have a you know Barbie, not every kid's gonna look body. like a Barbie, right? Not everybody's gonna look like a model. Not everybody's gonna look like a Barbie, and it caused eating disorders and all this other stuff. Yeah. Well, overeating is an eating disorder as well. But anyone can sure. look like Lizzo, and anyone can do it, which is dangerous because mm-hmm. it's really hard to be super fit. It just is. But uh, your, otherwise, your we'd argument all be would fit. be anyone could do that, though, if they wanted. It's just a harder route, it's, exactly. But that's the point. Like yeah. the easier path. To an unhealthy lifestyle, if one is easier, you're going to take it. But I'm saying, you know, I was saying when we were uh, exchanging texts, talking about that and looking at, yeah. I go, you know, for some people physically, they cannot get to the. But it isn't about getting to Lizzo's size. Yeah. It's just being obese or out of shape or overweight to a point where you're like, and they call it healthy. Right. They call her healthy. Which is, I mean, if you're talking about living per- her life, you're talking about perpetuating a, a, a dangerous body image. Calling that healthy, uh, you, now call it. But when you say like they, healthy, mental for society her, is calling that uh, well, healthy. When or, the article I read said, "You're right, like, mentally healthy, healthy, healthy body healthy. shape," or "This is a healthy woman," or "I like a healthy." That, that is now proud of who she is. That's now a new word for large. And being proud of yourself is fine. Being yeah. van- vain and arrogant about it's a little different. Posing nude. She knows what she's doing. She's selling records. She knows that's going to make everybody go, ugh. Absolutely. But it's still going to bring the attention to her. It's going to get the clicks. And it gets all that stuff together. But I'm watching that whole thing, and I'm like, how is that any different than the the two skinny girl? Where's your average girl? Because now a skinny girl, they'll tear a skinny girl apart if she's, oh, look at that. Eat, Eat something, bitch. And they'll tear a skinny girl apart like she's disgusting. I like a healthy girl has to be. All right. And then you get Lizzo and you're like, oh, this is brave. This is beautiful. This is what women look like. And it's not. It just makes it so you're feeling you're, okay. You're saying that to make yourself you're feel better. Self, this you're, is yeah. what women look I like. I haven't tried very hard to be in better shape. This is, it's too tough. So I like looking at women like this because it doesn't make me feel bad about myself. And if you feel bad about yourself, it doesn't matter what anybody else looks like. That's your problem. That's, you can't blame Barbie for you feeling bad about how Barbie makes you feel. Barbie's a plastic stick. Parenting. Well, it's, it's just social everything. Was Baywatch the healthiest thing in the world for anybody? No. was for me. I, it was for me, too. I mean, I cleared I, the pipes I mean, for look, good. my prostate's in shape because of Baywatch. <laughs> but, I mean, you look at the guys on there, and that's uh, we all looked at them and went, damn, those dudes must work out. And I don't think any of us started throwing our food up, saying, i got to look like David Chokichi. <laughs> And everybody says, oh, it's different for girls. And it probably is. So if it is, in fact, different for girls, is this better? Is the Lizzo life better? If we're talking about health, if we're talking about somebody's standard of of being a healthy human being, or should it be like, you know, somewhere in between 500 pounds and 90 pounds? (laughs) 
a big range. It's a, I'm giving you a big it's window. A big window. I'm giving you double doors here. That takes account uh, body type, big boned. All this said, the WNBA still sucks something rotten, and Mark Lai shouldn't be fired. Period. You should be allowed to hate things. You should be allowed to hate things. Part of the whole deal in life is you should be allowed to not like something out loud and have nobody get mad at you. And that's not supposed to happen on podcasts, right? <laughs> right. The whole point of podcasts is just to go right down the middle. They're, in, they're more interesting <laughs> that way. Drive it right down the middle. So much more. Just like a golf game. Just keep it in the middle, man. You start shanking off into the woods, you got stories to tell. Ah, boring. Keep it in the middle. Keep it on my thought plane. I can't express how hard it is for me to understand someone who doesn't like something I don't like. My uh, the the nurse at my surgery last Tuesday, twenty four or uh, seven days ago, right now, uh, comes up and he's talking to me and he's got to shave my leg and it's a uh, you know it's a bigger dude shaving my right leg right from groin all the way down. They got to shave it down to the ankle. And we're talking. And I look at the thing on his neck with his name placard and stuff, and he's got Cleveland Browns uh, thing on his on his deal. And I'm like, oh no! I'm like, what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna be passed out. I shouldn't tell you this. And he goes, go ahead, give it to me. And I'm like, you're a Browns fan. And he goes, oh, I got it. Let's go. Have at it. And I'm like, I'm a Steelers <laughs> fan. It's not better. And I'm like, how about these Bengals? And he goes, just killing me, man. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> so I went under happy. But we had a conversation about I absolutely hate the Browns. And what did I just say? I think it's funny when they get suicidal because the Bengals are in the Super Bowl. Do I really want him to kill himself? No. But I find it hilarious how sad they get over something like that because I hate them. Yeah. As a person, he's probably a nice guy. I hate that he's a Browns fan. I wouldn't date a girl who's a Browns fan if I had, like, you know, if I'm single, ready to mingle, Brady, and I'm out there. So if Megan came up to you before you guys got oh, I'm a Browns fan. Oh. Nope. <laughs> and uh, one of the questions, besides what movies are, like, do you follow football at all? Not really. My dad's a Packer fan. Did he, like, indoctrinate you into that whole world? <laughs> Not really. Okay, we're good. Yeah, I can mold that ball. So the surface (laughs) side of it, like they could be. Now I grew up in a brown family. The girl, no, even though you're not a fan, out because they were in away for five years. Out beyond that. Now, if anything gets serious, I got to deal with this uh, family of yours. Out, not doing it. Don't want you around. Not going to keep you. Ravens the same, right? Same. Maybe more. I don't think a Ravens fan would allow me in their house because I know I wouldn't allow them in. I want to meet. That's that's that no one guy that bought your house was a Ravens fan. Wasn't did not buy my or, house. He stormed out. Thought about it because yeah, he saw right. my jerseys, that's and right. I gave him all the respect in the world. He saw the back bar and he saw my jerseys. Like, Honey, we got to go. Didn't want to look at the rest of the house. We're leaving. I like it. Nope, we're gone. <laughs> what happened? Saw the Steeler jerseys. We're out. This place is tainted, haunted, it's miserable. <laughs> like I got to give you credit. That's exactly and it, what and I did. It's done. tough for you to realize that. I mean, there are people that have that. It's not just at all. not in your. Not in your wheelhouse. I tipped my cap. Yeah. I'd have done the same thing if I wandered into a house and saw Joe Flacco jersey. I'd be like, this place is doomed. It's a house of disgust and failure. There's child bodies somewhere in here. There's, ugh, They probably perform like illegal abortions in this house. They're Ravens fans lived here. <laughs> Brett, it doesn't get too tough for you because you're kind of rival in a way, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's- Bears-Packers. Brett's, Brett's conceded the idea. That oh, yeah. No, no. Useless. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. What are you going to do? Yeah. You got no fight in the game. I mean, it was, yeah. And and it was the same when we moved in. The, the guy across the street flies a, a Packers flag, and I'm like, oh. I hate, to, I hate to tell you this. You're the Browns of the NFC. 
You and, the, you and the Lions. It's true. Ouch. I can't. Well, we're one, but we're one, one step, step above, above the Lions. Lions. Yours, Maybe yeah. half step, but we're yeah, still yeah, we're still much. above. Yeah, but the, the the Bears and the Lions. Are oh, really, it's if, they're if, miserable. If next yeah. year you're not a lot better than the Lions, you'd be right there. Oh yeah. I mean, you've been to what two Super Bowls? Yep. Out of the fifty-six, and one one, and one one. Yeah. Which is twice as many as the Lions. So you're better than the Lions, but if you'd have lost that Super Bowl. Wouldn't happen. But if you'd have lost that Super Bowl, if the Bears didn't have that lure of that four-year run that there 85, in the mid-80s, yeah. they'd be the Browns. Yep. A poorly run mess. And I chuckle at that, even though it's like an NFC thing. I, I can be friends with Brett. Now, if this if he was a Browns fan, we'd have we'd have words. <laughs> you wouldn't be here. There would have been an extensive search for someone else who just doesn't sicken me as a human being. Makes, Akron pride. I need somebody who makes better life decisions than Browns fans. To be on my team, but yeah, you get, Baker Mayfield's going to lead us. Total deal breaker to have, you know, a girl. She can't like J Lo movies, and she certainly can't be a Browns fan or Ravens or Sandler's fan. movies. Sandler movies, if she like, if she likes them, you're right because the little Nicky thing was definitely. I know, I know. Whew. I'll give you that she might be like the proper thing a girl can say is the first two weren't bad, I guess. You're not going to like everything, but there's certain things that they like that are the uh, that's going to stick out. Oh, if they, if, yeah. if you yeah, ask, like, there's stuff that you know. If they're leading with it, though, if you're saying what's your favorite this and that, and that pops, you know, up, that's a deal breaker. Out, yeah. Out. Yeah. If Medea told me she didn't like Scorsese or the Godfather movies, out. Yeah, and done. You're going to have a lot of boring Saturdays when I'm watching all this. Damn right. And ironically, Toledo can't have a girl who likes movies with the word father in the title at all. It hurts. <laughs> So Godfather's even, yeah, it's got to be a big one. Fair point. Yeah, I just, uh... <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I'm reading this thing about Lizzo. I can't read it out loud. It's very funny, though. Oh, good. Let's get off <laughs> here. I want to hear this. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, Mark Lye, you're allowed to hate things. That's the world we need back, Brady. This, this, your, your, your people and their love and their, everybody say the right thing. You're wrong. It's, people need an outlet, a little release valve of hate. And sometimes it comes out because I just can't stay. And, if, and look how, how we've overcome. MLK would be so happy. We don't hate a race as much anymore. We hate a thing. And that's good. We shall overcome. We overcame the whole, I hate them just because they're, no, I hate the WNBA. That's okay. We always need hate. We were never trying to get rid of hate. Stop isn't hate. Also, that's stupid. Isn't it also a little bit demeaning to the WNBA that all these companies have to come to their defense by firing people yeah. who talk bad about them? Yeah. Like, come on, just stand on care. your own your own merits, whatever they are. Yeah, what are you, Pravda? Yeah. Calm down a little bit. Exactly. We'll get the word out for you. Exactly. You guys do a better job of selling your thing, and maybe it'll come around someday. I don't see it happening. But Not everyone can take the high road on stuff. No, and why is it a high road when you really feel like I hate it, so I just don't... Uh, well, it's the old saying. It's like, is that necessary in that uh, yes. discussion? Yeah. Uh, you know, to, in the to, golf discussion? You know, he felt... Yeah. I want to put that, but he also felt he wanted to do that and make it funny. Right. So it's necessary in the discussion when you're like, hey, uh, your job is to be engaging and broadcast fun stuff. Correct. But if your job is not that way. Yeah, I'll tell you this. If your job is, if you're Just for people in general, it's like, you know. There, there's nothing wrong with that. Like I get there is something wrong with that. It's called being boring. A boring person sits and says, well, I'm just going to. 
toe the line and be milk toast. I don't want to say anything offensive or too over the top or too hateful. Or I want somebody that tells me who they are. Like, oh, I can't stand that. And I'm like, oh, good. This guy's opening up. I can trust you. Toledo will sit and tell me, oh, I, I hated that thing. I'm like, oh, good. This guy's not afraid. And of that me. was that platform that he was on the podcast to talk. This is you're talking to Mark, Mark Lai about other things so, in general. So he's just but in golf. If he's if he's doing play by play golf or whatever yeah, in the out, kind of out of the blue, if he goes, boy, Correct. I hate that WNBA. Exactly. Here's but the he next shot, the and you'd understand how they'd be upset at. Here's Jin Ku Kim. Uh, yeah. By the way, I haven't told anybody this for a while, but that WNBA makes me suicidal, and she's got a five. <laughs> now that's fireable, or that's uh, right. you got. We got to yeah, talk hey, to you. Let's Mark. just stay on course here. You've got one deal. But he opened up by saying how he hated the LPGA yeah. for a, for so long. It. Yeah. I don't know. To bring that in with the WNBA, I don't think it's that much. You're allowed stretch. to hate things, yeah. and and it makes you more interesting. Are you nowadays? Well, yes. Okay. We can say you are. That's what they say, but yeah. Will you get fired for it? Maybe. Yeah. But you're allowed to hate things, yeah. and then, and you pick and choose that, your of moments your, of your own gender. Is if that somebody's saying, "Hey, but John, the, I want to interview you," it's probably because they think I'm interesting. Right. So when they talk to me about things, they think about they think he's going to say something interesting about. It. I'm not going to go out of my way to say things interesting that I don't actually mean. Why do people listen to Rogan? Because he gets out there. Well, because people like engaging personalities that say things that are like, oh, okay, he's got an opinion about something. He's not just going to say, well, that LPGA it's sure is a sport. Line. Oh, do you have a feeling about it? I think it's I think it's a marvelous thing. Oh, well, this is you not boring. my cup of right, tea. Right, you can see right through that. Though. Right, it's boring. Yeah. If you like, you know, ladies' sports used to turn my stomach, and now I like the LPGA. It's like they've they've come great leaps. I look back fifteen years and I watch their play. It's terrible compared to what it is today. They've, they've jumped way ahead. Why can't we focus on that? And I hate the WNBA. Also, by the way, what's wrong with that? Why is that so bad? It's not people just have to realize that's his opinion. That's your opinion. Right, but that's where we're lost now. Yeah. Is that a dude can't hate something that's can that have you can't have that with no, our company? It's socially protected. I'm not saying Hubbard. I'm saying but, with the guy who he's working for. They just don't want the heat. Yep. From the WNBA for some reason because it's the NBA money, and like we got to protect it, or they act like we don't protect them. It's bad. It's like a guy who punched his wife. He punched her once, and now he's like everything's forgiven. But every time she gets mad, he has to do what she says, or she'll bring it up. To the friends and stuff, so he's just like, hey, punch the W, and you can't hit her. <laughs> I've done that. Trust me, you don't want to do this. Uh, let's just, what happened? Well, he called her. Oh, she's going to start telling him, oh, I punched her once. All right, let's just, let's get rid of the guy who said that and act like this never happened. It's crazy. Power of the Dog is the leader in the clubhouse, by the way, for your Oscars. Kristen Stewart's movie. Which, match the Kristen oh, Stewart right. movie with uh, Jesse Plemons and right. Benedict Cumberbatch. That's supposed to be really good. Have you seen that? No. Me neither. I thought they were coming up Thursday. This used to be kind of a big deal. Now no one cares. You know why uh, I haven't gotten in the power of the dog? Because I heard its similarities to There Will Be Blood. Yeah, the Bastard in a Basket movie. Bastard from a basket! As far as the feeling that you'll have coming out of that movie. (laughs) I left him open on that one. I'm an oil man. I want to give this town oil. Okay. (laughs) He's going to kill that kid. Uh, Here's the Best Picture nominees. Belfast? Coda? No idea. Uh, Coda's the deaf one, right? Don't look up. I think Coda is the yeah, deaf one. Yeah, the deaf one. Don't look up, which I heard was very average. It's it's not as good as all the hype. Drive my car. No idea. Dune. Okay. Saw Dune. Never knew that. King Richard, which is the uh, Will Smith movie oh, about okay. the Williams. See that yet? Licorice Pizza. That's supposed to be good. 
That's uh, West Side Story got nominated. No one saw Spielberg. it. Nobody wanted to see Spielberg. it. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare Alley, which is the uh, Bradley Cooper one. And What's that one about? Uh, it's that, I don't know. It looks like that. I got some movie watching to do. Del Toro thing. I don't know. Those are your best picture nominees. And everyone went, so what? <laughs> Getting to the point now where the Oscars and WNBA are pretty close for me. Somebody get the kerosene. <laughs> I'll burn this place down. Maybe it's because we didn't get the uh, oh my god the Golden Globes. This just came in on my phone. Can you believe this? Uh-oh. Uh oh. Turns out that that house that blew up on Lincoln and Thirty Sixth Street. Guy was watching WNBA highlights. Oh man! <laughs> oh my god! Canceled. Oh Canceled. my god! Can you believe it? Highlights on his phone. He's like, I can't. I can't. He went and bought a bunch of propane and blew his house up. Would you rather have that in your neighborhood or a meth lab in your neighborhood? Uh, anything to keep WNBA out. If a guy's got to blow his house up to keep the WNBA from maybe even having cross-contamination on my direct TV lines. Bring yeah. those barrels of chemicals in. <laughs> bring it in. You can hear it just over your fence. What are you doing, man? Turn it off! Set shot. Air ball. What's he watching? God. Lou just killed himself. He's watching WNBA highlights again. I knew he was depressed. I had no idea it was this bad. Uh, what do you got on the big board of musical treats here, Bert? All right, Action Wake Up Song. Well, the Wake Up Song brought to you by Action Ride Shop. <laughs> if you want to avoid the Tommy Bahama Sea and gold diggers out at the open this weekend, hit the trails because it's going to be beautiful weather out there. Boy. Josh and the boys are going to hook you up with uh, the rentals, the sales, all the gear you need for that mountain biking experience this weekend. ActionRideShop.com as well as oh, on these, Instagram and Facebook. These weird people are hogging our mountain trails. I had a friend go up to Camelback, and they're like, wow, it was it's on. And there's a lot of makeup on Camelback. There's a lot of people in like bedazzled jeans. Well, yeah, because they don't realize how hard yeah. that mountain is to climb. Digital there's some Tommy Bahama yeah. out there, too. Oh, you know. and there's dudes in like Tommy really? B's. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Right. They don't know what to wear. And I, 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 we got to stop telling them. Stop telling people from out of town that's a tough hike. Oh, Camelback's over there. Take Choya. Take uh, either side is good. You get to Echo Canyon. Is it a tough hike? Not for you, King. You're going to do great. <laughs> and then let them go up there and they're flippity flops. In your flops and out there? Yeah, I'll get up this thing. And then about halfway through, and the only bad news about that is that our firefighters have to rescue them. But, right. Uh, yeah, don't tell these people anymore. That's an easy hike. Or don't tell them it's a hard hike. Make, it, make, them, make them know. Because they're up and down that thing in their bedazzled jeans. This thing's going to take a little morning walk up this little hill. Camelback's no joke. But for you Midwesterners and everything, this weather's so perfect. I mean, you guys should get up and down that thing a couple of times before you start your round over there at the Mountain Shadows. Come on. You don't need any water or anything. It's a quick jump. Water? Just go. Just go. 70 degrees outside, (laughs) pussy. Uh, Metallica on the list. Motley Crue up there for Vince Neil's birthday. Uh, Brady told me Gary Coleman's birthday was today, so Different Strokes is on there. I didn't know the artist, so I just threw it up there. (laughs) Alan Thicke and Gloria Loring. That's right. Uh, Different Strokes? I think so. Seven does system of a down. Different strokes. That's the uh, Gloria Loring part in that. There's women in that. Okay. There's a whole bunch of harmonies in different strokes. Play it. No, I'm with you. I, I'm just. It's layered. The pussy cat on there. Why are uh, they out there? I don't know. Somebody House just of requested pain. House That's of not pain. a wake up song. <laughs> uh, Motorhead, Hate Breed, Rage Against the Machine, Rammstein, Queen's Right. How's about uh, Weird Al, Fat for Lizzo? <laughs> uh, of course, you knew that was coming. Metallica, Corn. Yeah. Oh, we should do something for Vince's birthday instead of Livewire, though. Let's do yeah. something fun. Right. Livewire set. The cowbell in Livewire rules, though. Because I'm alive. I'm a Livewire. Tunk, tunk, tunk. Uh, anything off of Feel Good, though. Except Feel Good. Let's do something. Yeah, let's do something. Let's do a we deep don't, yeah. cut off of Dr. Feel Good. Deep cut.
what? Yeah, throw me a – what's the playlist on Dr. Feelgood? Uh, rattlesnake Shake. Oh, man, I forgot about that. I don't necessarily think I've had a good idea here. <laughs> here hang on, let's see. Oh, no. Oh, I forgot all about Rattlesnake Shake. Well, I'm worried. Malpractice. Hang on, Dr. Feelgood. You got to go to the Wikipedia page. There you go. The, oh, I don't know the set list. Is All the, right. What is it? Dr. Feelgood, Slice of Your Pie, <laughs> Rattlesnake Shake. <laughs> Maybe Pearl Jam was right. Sticky Sweet. Situation. You know, she Goes Down. This is why, away, man. This is why me and the guys over in Pearl Jam have said this band is vacuous. <laughs> slice of the pie. <laughs> See, Livewire's not looking so bad no, right Livewire now. Livewire sounds pretty good. <laughs> this was the good one. That was the thing with the crew. They had like two, three good songs on every album, and that's about it. Without you. Oh, you take that back. That was a wheelhouse album, the whole thing. Huge. Doesn't hold up now, but. Feel Good's pretty good. Feel Good's always Feel good's good. Feel Good's not so bad. All right, let's do Livewire. That guy was right. <laughs> that guy was right. I, just, I never, never liked the Motley Crew because of, you know, slice of your pie. It does seem vacuous. Eddie wasn't wrong. Neither was Vince or no, neither no. was Nikki either, really. No, I mean, both, of them, yeah, <laughs> both things can be true, yes. that, that Motley Crue is vacuous and Pearl Jam is boring. Both things can be very true. But, yeah, and I don't know which one I want on a regular basis more. I want a little taste of each at one point yeah. or another. Sometimes I want vacuous stupidity, stupidity, and then sometimes I want <laughs> a little thought-provoking boring. What about Wild Side? Or- Wild Side, there you go. Okay. I was just going to say something. That was the most fun I ever had at a concert uh, when they did Wild Side. Yeah? Because yeah, that was, was good. Those were. That might have been the Tommy Drum Solo song, one of them. I don't where remember. Where he did the cage. Uh, and it could have been. It was. Uh, yeah. 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 I just remember that being like just a spectacular show. And Wild Side, the place was going insane. Crew. All right. Wild Side will be the one we do. Uh, let's get that together right now. It is uh, your wake up song, 738. It's 98 KUPD. Happy birthday, Vince. What is he, 60, 70 years old? Uh, I don't know. Maybe like 64. 61? He is. Uh, he looks terrible. 61. 61. Wow. Yeah. Going on 81. Yeah, I was, 61. He looked 61 12 years ago. <laughs> Poor bastard. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What the hell? 98. I'm not cool with this at all. KUPD. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet Mesquite. Repeat, ericsfamilybbq.com.